0: right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you try Peloton bikes, tread or row risk free with a 30 day home trial. New members only not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Sassy a podcast community that facilitates conversation to explore and expand what it means to live at the intersections of being a sassy, soulful, and spiritual individual. I'm your host, Tierney C. Jordan, and I have curated this digital sacred space for us to be our sassy, soulful, and spiritual selves together. I'm glad that you've joined me on your favorite podcast platform for this week's episode. Before we kick off today's show, I want to share a few ways you can join the Sassy Soul Pod community. You can follow us on Instagram at Sassy Soul Pod and or join our Facebook group. Just search Sassy Soul Versations. We really appreciate it when you subscribe, like, and leave a review of the podcast. All of the ways you choose to support the podcast is greatly appreciated. If you have any questions you would like us to answer on future episodes of the show, please feel free to send an email to sassysoulpod at tyrannyjordan.com. All of this information is available in the show notes, so I look forward to connecting with you soon. Alrighty, now that we've gotten all of the housekeeping out of the way, let's jump into this week's show. This week, joining us for a Sassy conversation, we have Brittany Palmer. I first met Brittany at McAfee. Um, she was in seminary at the same time that I was. She was ahead of me, of course, so she got to be somewhat of a mentor and like coach me through all of the trials and tribulations that are seminary. Um, but that's why I first encountered her and the amazing and wonderful work that she's doing. And so we are super happy to have Brittany with us here in the Sassy Soul Pod community today. Brittany, if you would tell us a little bit about who you are and the things you're most passionate about.
1: Okay, uh, so Tierney, yeah, we've been at McAfee. I think I was on my last year when you came in. I think so. Um, but yeah, yeah, we met at McAfee, and um, we are sorors as well. Um, but yeah, always just a pure spirit. So I'm glad to be connected to to you. Uh, your question was, um, "Who am I?" and just who am I, right?
0: And just a few of the things that you're passionate about.
1: Okay. Uh, So, this question, who am I, right? You know how when people started to ask you that, like in grad school and undergrad, and it was just like, well, who am I? You know, it's like, you never really know what to say, but I've learned um, just to always be authentic with the question, like even if it doesn't fit into a box. So, Um, but anyway, I thought about that when you asked me that question. No one asked me that in a long time, (laughs) Uh, but I am... uh, willie Mae's granddaughter i am dolly's granddaughter i am the daughter of Delvert and dorothy i am a public theologian a freedom writer a communications consultant i am a black woman walking boldly in my freedom and i'm always looking for other ways to be free And all the work that I do, I think about the liberation of Black people. um, It's always at the core of what I do. So my intention with my work and my intention with how I connect with people, how I connect with myself is always to help us get out of systems, like toxic systems. um, So we can just get to new ways of caring for each other. And I try to practice that in my life. Like, I try to practice that in my life because um, I believed in so many toxic systems with the people I loved. So now um,
0: who I am is my work. So i that's who I am. Awesome. That was that was great. You talk about, I haven't thought about that in a while. You know yourself, like you went down the list, you called a roll. You said, this is me and I am she, and we love to see. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and so as a quick and fun way to introduce you to the show, we like to start off with a game of this or that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to throw a couple of things at you and you let me know which one you prefer. Okay. So are you a pop or indie girl? I am an indie girl.
1: It just, when I listen to it, I feel good.
0: Yeah. I listen to pop, you know? It's just like background noise, but indie, it does something on the inside of you. It's yeah, like, you need a good couple pop songs that you're like, okay, this is a tune, but it's more indie <laughs> than pop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so number two, cake or pie? I'm going to have
1: to go with pie.
0: Okay, what what kind of pie?
1: I'm gonna just say pumpkin. I've never been like a real cake and pie girl, but
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'll take pumpkin pie over during
0: holidays. Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: yeah,
0: okay, yeah. I always had a sweet tooth and I'm a cake girl. Give me chocolate, like double chocolate. I want the cake chocolate, I want the ice and chocolate, I want everything chocolate. Like that is it for me. Um, okay, so swimming or sunbathing swimming swimming you yeah. like the water
1: i love the water i love the water that's when i'm i'm my most creative uh oh, just feels good yeah
0: yeah i love to be by the water but not in the water so i don't know if that considers like i guess that's sunbathing i never <laughs> thought about it like that but yeah i like i like to look at the water on a towel or in a beach chair or something like that Uh uh-huh yeah me too i get in though but yeah just i need to be by it yeah yeah it does something like you said for that creativity um okay big party or small gathering
1: oh small gathering
0: you like intimate
1: settings yeah all day maybe i wouldn't answer that differently
0: 12 years ago (laughs) but nah small gatherings for sure yeah i think i'm a i think i'm a small gathering girl i like my people like other people they are right but i like my people and so i think the intimate gathering speaks more so to the introvert that's on the inside of me um and then last but not least are you going for new clothes or are you gonna get the new phone (laughs) oh lord um my friends would laugh because I'm always the last to get all upgrades for phones,
1: <laughs> I guess clothes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a shopper? Do you like buying clothes often? Or is it kind of just like a spur of the moment? Type I'm thing? getting better. I've learned from my friends who are
1: shoppers and know what they're doing that I need to pick up pieces here and there. If I didn't learn that from my friends, then I would be going to get outfits just when I needed it.
0: And that's terrible. but that's me so but I'm getting better you're more of a special occasion shopper you like I need a insert thing for occasion as opposed to like well let me just go see what they got okay okay I think I want the phone but I think I'm gonna go for the clothes because I like to see options in my closet I like to be like hmm what am I going to wear today? And I like not having to wash my clothes all the time. I like to be able to run through everything and be like, oh, I finally ran out of things to wear. And let me go wash my clothes. So I think that plays a little bit into it as well. It's like, how much time can I go between all of this laundry that I need to do? Um. So yeah. So thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself with us. And so here at Sassy Silver Station's, We are committed to exploring what it means to navigate the world at the intersections of being sassy, soulful, and spiritual. And so I'm going to tell you how we define those terms and what they mean to us, and then just ask you how they apply to you, and do you feel like you embody them? So the first one for us is sassy. And when I think about sassy, I think about that woman that she talked about kind of says like I have an opinion I'm going to let you know what it is when I enter the room you're going to notice my presence you're going to know that I am there and so what does sassy mean for you and do you feel like that's something that you embody do you have do you have a sassiness to you
1: yeah I would say so I think I've always had sass to me and didn't realize it until like I had to, if that makes sense. So, um, and I don't think I really embodied sassy in a good way until I really found out who I was or I found out more of who I was. Um, So yeah, because sometimes if you know who you are, if you walk into a room that, or, or you talk to people who try to tell you who you are, You know, you kind of got to let them know who you are. (laughs) So, I mean, with that comes sass. And for me, um, sass can't happen if I never found out who I was. So, um, yeah, I'm sassy. It's always been there. It just looks a little different (laughs) right now in my life.
0: Yeah, and I like that you said that it doesn't have that negative connotation to it, right? It's like me being sassy isn't a bad thing. It's not a a negative word. It doesn't come with all of this baggage that people have tried to put onto it. I defined it for myself and I embrace it in my authenticity and exactly who I am. And so, like you said, my sass might look different today than it did two years ago, but it's always been on the inside of me. I like that. I really like that.
1: You know, and it's liberating, right? So as we find out who we are, we redefine like rules that have always hurt us so we have to redefine a lot in this world especially as black women so yeah sass is needed sass is needed in the world so
0: yeah you got to be a little spicy out here in these streets you can't just you can't be bland you need to come with all the seasonings okay um so next up for us number two is soulful and so when I think about soul, when I think about soulful, it's like a blackity, blackity, black, 24, 365, not just in Black August, not just in Black History Month. I want to embrace that part of who I am at all times. And so what does soulful look like for you? And do you feel like you embody a soulfulness?
1: Yeah, hmm I do. And I remember when I was um, writing an article and I called my dad, I'm like, where, where did this come from in me? Like, is this just love for Black people? Where did that come from? I always ask him that. And I always think back to when my sister and I were younger, we were in maybe fourth, fifth grade, around that range. And every time we came home from school, my dad made us watch Roots. So we couldn't watch TV We we could uh, we could eat downstairs this time because we watching Roots, but we couldn't go outside. It was like this period where we came from school, and that's all we could do. So I remember being so mad when I was younger, like, oh, we can't go outside. Our dad making us watch Roots. You know, Roots is long. You know, you got things to do. So, but then maybe as we kept watching, I started to ask questions. And I think if it wasn't for those moments, my questions would have came come way later in my life, you know. Um, so, yeah, I remember that. And I go back to that as maybe a starting point of me questioning things that aren't right or things that harm me, and things that harm my grandmother and family. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where my soul was ignited.
0: And I think that's where it started. Yeah. Ooh, your soul is ignited. I like that. I like that he he piqued your interest. He um he started that curiosity and that question asking, and that being able to say, mm, "That don't feel right for you" earlier than some of us get it right because we be at we was at the house just watching random stuff on TV you were doing it with intentionality because at some point he knew you was going to start asking those questions, right? He's like, if I make you sit in here long enough and you actually start paying attention to what's going on, we're going to get some dialogue out of this. We're going to get some conversation. And so I really think that the, um, the intentionality of the foundation our parents set for us does really shape who we are. You know, we'll always have like certain unlearnings to do, relearning to do, all of that. But a part of who they are is a part of who we are. So it's all ingrained in there together. Yeah. And then last but not least, the last question, well, not question, the last word is spirituality. And so for us with spirituality, we're committed to the journey. We're committed to the seek of figuring out what that spirituality, what that relationship with the divine one looks like for us. And so whether it be Christianity, whether it be African traditional religion, meditation, journaling, however it is, you connect with the divine being committed to that journey and that process of figuring it out and crafting that unique and special relationship that's just for you, right? And so what does spirituality look like for you? And how do you feel like you embody your spirituality?
1: Hmm. So for me, spirituality goes, you know, beyond... What we read, it goes beyond what people tell us. You know, for me, it went beyond me sitting in my basement watching roots. You know, it, it goes beyond all of that. Um, and it starts with us and and the spirit has us in mind. And I think in other places where we enter, where we start, they don't have us in mind. So I think that's Um, the uniqueness about the spirit um, that I love. Um, And I think without spirituality, you can get to places God wants you to be without spirituality, right? But I think with spirituality, you can actually enjoy these places (laughs) in ways that um, the other parts of us can't. So, my work is all about helping us get out of systems, even the systems inside of us, you know? And I think whatever you write, read, or say, can't unlock it uh, the way that the spirit can.
0: That was good. And I think that the the spirituality being all around us, being concerned about us, being concerned about me, is really important because I think sometimes we are taught that our spirituality is like being concerned about God or being concerned about Jesus or being concerned about our neighbor, but at what point are we concerned about ourselves and do we acknowledge that spirit cares about us, spirit is looking out for us, spirit wants us to be well, and if you don't want yourself to be well, how are we gonna get to wellness, like Mm -hmm. the math is not mathing, and so the fact that you said that spirit is concerned about me spirit spirit wants the best for me, I think that just really stood out to me,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's and we we fool ourselves for a long time, you know we fool ourselves with words for a long time that's why the spirit pushes us beyond words, you know all the definitions it pushes us beyond that because you know we can think that we're connecting. With, with spirituality that loves us but we might be connected with something else so <laughs> we gotta break some stuff up
0: yeah and that push beyond words so you know like when spirit is present and you you're like the room is warm but I can't I can't describe the warmness that's in the room other than letting you know that the room is warm or spirit is here and I had this moment where I just released tears like no words were necessary, and so going beyond the words into those embodied actions, into those those things that require your flesh to also participate. You don't necessarily need the mental part, but the embodied part. So it's like I don't have to think about the right words to use in this moment. I feel this in my body. I know I know something is happening here, whether I have language for it or not.
1: Mm, yeah, and you said something about tears, so you know, we can cry a long, long time and we will just have wet pillows. Right? But the spirit does something with our tears and if we listen to it and if we follow it, you know, those wet pillows will soon be wet. It won't be wet no more, right? Because we've we've done um, spirit work. Yeah, spirit work is just necessary.
0: Yeah, and and just thinking about what you were saying about the intentionality with our tears, right? So, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the moment and we're not necessarily intentional with the tears or with the moment or what we were supposed to gain from it. But when you think about, like, the um, the saying of what you've sown in tears, you know, you reap on the other side, it's like uh, God, God keeps keeps record spirit keeps record of all of these times of everything that happened on the inside of me that made me cry what was this outpouring for and so it's just like if we pay attention to what the spirit is doing and what's moving in the atmosphere and maybe not necessarily in this realm but in you know the higher realms. and it's like okay god is keeping record and if i'm paying attention we're doing something divine here this is the connection like as have not seen, ears have not heard. Like, don't don't get me to be in all churchy and things, but it's like there's intentionality behind this, and it's it's something that's that's sacred and special and cannot fully be be described in words. Like what you were saying, those beyond the words moments.
1: Yes, I could talk about this all day, so I'm um, gonna <laughs> be quiet. But yeah, I'll just say it's necessary um, for us to enjoy what God has for us. I know I want to enjoy it. So I got to do some spirit work.
0: Yeah. 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 And that goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, we might be able to get to the destination, but we might not enjoy the place that we're in unless you do that spirit work and have that intentionality behind it. Right. Now let's take a quick break and get into donations and ways that you can support the podcast. The first is by joining us on Patreon. We have tiers for as little as $5 a month. Our patrons receive, first and foremost, my sincerest gratitude. They also receive ad-free versions of the podcast, bi-weekly devotionals, bi-weekly podcast video interviews, monthly book recommendations, a monthly litany or liturgy written by me, discount codes to my online store, um, and opportunities to submit topics and future guests for future content. So if you want to join us on Patreon, we have a lot of cool things going on over there, and I am sure it will just continue to grow and grow and grow. I want to give a special shout out to all of our patrons. Your support makes the podcast possible. You can join the Patreon community by heading over to patreon.com backslash I am The links to join this community and all other show details are available in the show notes. Please be sure to check those out. All right. After these next few brief messages, we'll jump back into the interview. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97.
1: Or. House cleaning. Or.
0: let us shift gears a little bit to talk um more about the things you're passionate about so you introduced yourself to us as a public theologian as a freedom writer um in your bio you talk about how you're a communications consultant so what brings you life what gives you joy what um what fulfills you the most tell us a little bit about the work that you do uh,
1: so i would definitely say writing um is my is my purpose like writing um and not just writing um anything but helping um, black people get out of toxic systems so so it leads to some form of liberation and you know as you write and you read and you think you redefine liberation it just looks different but um i know that's my purpose so everything that i do that that's um, my attention. So if I'm writing an article or I'm writing a blog or um, if I'm working with churches or organizations, um, if I'm speaking about God publicly, that's my intention. And um, I watched a, a documentary, I think it was on Toni Morrison. I can't remember what it was, what platform, but um, she wrote a list down and on one side she put, you know, all the things she had to do and on the other side she put, I think, all the things that um, gave her energy or, or that she loved to do. Something like that. Um, but either way, um, it all ended up going to the, to the same place. Um, so that's how I know that um, uh, writing is it for me. And it brings me so much joy. Um, But then there is also some things I don't like about it. (laughs) But it it brings me joy. So I mean, that's that's the work that I do. So I work with uh, Rise Together Mentorship Network. So that's what I try to do with the stories of the women in the network. Um, And um, I'm a professional writer. I'm a freelance writer right now. Um, So I have projects that I write on. And um, I'm a public theologian. So everything that I say, everything that I do, like, that's it. It looks different, but that's it.
0: Yeah. And I I really um, think that the, the authenticity behind acknowledging that your purpose has pros and cons, right? So I really appreciated what you said about I love writing. It brings me joy. It's also some stuff I don't necessarily like about it. But I still know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? So it's like, it's not that once I find my purpose, everything's going to be roses. Everything's going to be sprinkles on the top of the ice cream. It's going to be the cherry on top all day. And that's not true. It's like everything has highs and lows. Everything has ups and downs. But being in your purpose and that joy that you get makes the lows not so low so that you continue to keep going and doing the work, right? And so you also um, have your own vlog. So tell us a little bit about the inspiration for your blog and um, what you write about over there.
1: So, yeah, so my um, blog, Black Women Write for Freedom. Uh, I use I started with my own story. Right. And in, in the facets of my life. So um, as I start to post a little bit more and as you read, you'll see a blog maybe about my nana and then you'll start to see blogs maybe about my sisters and those I'm connected to because I realize and I, I can see my journey to freedom in myself. Um, and I see now like some of the things that helped me get there. So now I'm writing about it. Um, but then I'm also um, seeing what's going on in the world. So as a public theologian, um, I pray and ask God, what are you saying? when people are dying and um, people are suffering. So um, I I, I pray and prayerfully I hear God. Um, And you'll see that, especially when um, anything happens with that intersects black joy. So I look at that too, like what is stopping black people from being happy? And how can I write about this? cause um, if someone is to read it, possibly they can see, oh wow, I never thought about it this way. And it helps them through like this daily emancipation um, And so yeah, I don't even know what the question was, but that's <laughs> that's what I hope um, that I do, but the the con to that is sometimes uh, when people read my work, you know, a lot of people like the response is like, oh, this is great. Great. And I started seeing that. I was like, okay, so I'm getting better, but I don't want people to say this is great. I want this to possibly lead to um, action. So I also keep that in mind when I write, um, and hopefully wherever it lands. And every day I'm just trying to become better. Um, And as I become better, a better writer, I become a better preacher. And as I become a better preacher, I become a better public theologian. So I'm starting here.
0: Yeah. And when you said that, you're like, people are like, this is good, but you want to to lead them to action, I instantly thought about black church preaching, right? There's always a call to action in every sermon. It's like, yes, this is great. It sounded nice in your ears, but what are you gonna do about it? And so once you started saying, being a better writer makes me a better preacher, it makes me a better theologian. It's like, yes, we were all we were right there together because in the traditional Black church preaching space there's always something to do it's more work to be done what are we doing to achieve the goal we're writing for joy we're writing for liberation we're writing for freedom how do we get there and so oh go ahead Now, go ahead you can finish oh okay um so yes yeah, so like we're writing for joy we're writing for freedom and how do we get there and so something you said um now made me think about something you said earlier you said that as you've been writing as you've been perfecting your voice and as you've been getting you know more in tune with who you are as a writer and what you want to say you said that your definition of liberation has changed and so I wanted to ask you to expound upon that so whatever thought came up for you please share that first and then just thinking about how your definition of liberation has changed as you've continued to use your pen as you've continued to use your voice.
1: So, yeah, I think I used to think about it um, only based on what I, what I saw or what other people said was liberation or said was oppression, Um, you know, so growing up, you'll hear the same things, you know, voting rights and um, people not having enough money, right? Like that's consistent, Um, When you think about rights and like the larger conversation, but there's also other places that we need to be liberated from. And um, unfortunately, we have to deal with so much because people are greedy for power and money. And um, so we have to like maneuver and, and, and figure things out. And it's hard. It's hard. And I think that's why my definition of liberation has changed from, like, thinking so broadly to not as broad, but keeping in mind, it all matters. It all matters. Um, So, I mean, as a writer and as a thinker, that's hard because it's like, okay, well, where do we go now? We don't go now, but I think that's the that's the part of a, a journey and a path, because at the end of the day, I do not believe that God wants us to be in these situations, and, I mean, we read in the Bible all the time. There were a lot of situations that God had nothing to do with. But we're still God's children. So God always has a better path for us. So um, that's what I, I think about liberation. It just looks different at each path. But it feels better. And it feels free. And it, and it feels right. And people are treated right. Um, so that's what I'm going toward. I don't know about nobody else but um that's what i my liberation journey looks like
0: yeah and i think i think that's important because there's a collective liberation that we want for all people but then there's a personal element to it as well right so it's like what it takes and what it looks like for me to be free might not necessarily be what it takes or what it looks like for my neighbor to be free so being able to write for the collective while also being able to advocate for yourself You know, that kind of sounds like what you're getting at. It's like it's a journey. Just kind of like we were talking about spirituality is a journey. Getting towards what freedom and liberation looks like for you personally personally is a journey as well. And so you mentioned reading the Bible earlier. And as a thinker and as a writer, I know you are reading and um, listening to other thinkers and writers. So what is one of your favorite scriptures, quotes or sayings and why?
1: You're on mute. Well, good, because I was thinking out loud. <laughs> Just rambling. Um, so yeah, so I, I'll go with the scripture. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. And when you asked me this question, I was like, why do I love this scripture so much? Beyond what it says. Um, but I remembered when I was being licensed at um, Six Mile Zion in Richmond, Um, I read the entire Bible. And I remember getting to this scripture. I'm like, I don't, I never read this before. And I just kept reading it over and over and over again. You know, we are hard, pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So I'm like, first of all, The writing is amazing. (laughs) And um, it's so true because life has a way of squeezing things out of us. And, you know, God finds a way to step in and ease the pain. And when we find out or when we realize not, to go back to things that squeeze us and God is also, you know, taking away the pressure, that is life-changing. And everybody goes through some squeezing. Like everybody feels pressed and it just looks different. Um, So I don't know what I was going through when I read it, but I know what I've been through and I know what happens sometimes, you know. So that scripture, I just love it. I love it. I read it. Um, and I believe it.
0: Yeah. And I really, the the you said that I read it and I was like, I've never heard that before. So you know how you get to those points and those scriptures in the Bible where you're like, I've never heard this preached as many sermons as I've heard as many Bible studies as I've been to no one ever shared that part. Like I didn't get that message. And so I think that, you know, reading and studying for yourself, figuring out exactly where God is and spirit is in the text for you is just so important because what speaks to you in this moment may not be speaking to the person who's bringing the word, may not be speaking to the person who's leading the Bible study. And so things hit different sometimes when you discover it in the text for yourself. And like you you said, you didn't know what you were going through in that moment, but it stuck with you. it it made an impression it's still there. It's still sticking. It's still moving.
1: Yes, yes. And it makes me um, look at the world and in my life and the lives of those who love me differently. You know, differently. That's what scripture should do for people. And I think if it hasn't, then we should probably think of, about how we engage with the Bible or the spirit because if there's something that you love about a scripture, there's some, some something is going on there, right? And what we love and what pierces our soul, we should probably hold on to it and figure out why. You know, why is it piercing me in this way? And that's not even just scripture. That could be a song. That can be a talk with grandma or grandpa, because I think those are our, our, our signs and directions on our path. So like when we don't listen and when we um, we have something that we just love, it's always good to find out why, because where there's love, there's God.
0: Yeah. And, and I really appreciated that. How you how you brought it out a little bit. You're like, yes, this happens in the biblical text. But this happens in your everyday life as well. That conversation, that quote that stuck with you, that pierced you in a way that it wouldn't let you go. You have, to, you have to investigate, you have to interrogate those moments because those are sacred and those are special and those are divine. Those are God sent moments that we don't want to miss. We don't want them to pass us by as the, the church mothers would say. We want to be able to fully embody and embrace when spirit is speaking to us. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the mundane, in the everyday and we got to do what's next we got to be, you know, on to the next thing that we miss those, those important moments, those important conversations and how things should stick with us in ways that we sometimes just let them flee
1: Yes Yes, we let go of things that we shouldn't and we keep things that we should let go Ain't that about something mm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good word. That's a good word. Um, and so as we begin to wrap up today's interview, I just want to ask, um, what's in store for the future for Brittany? What do you have on the horizon? What you thinking about? What you doing? What's going on?
1: So I'm writing, uh, I will be publishing some more blogs, um, coming real soon. So I'm just putting some final touches on them and, um, I'm working on a project. I'm writing a, um, a workbook for women who uh, are trying to read the Bible in a year but they're trying to do it in a group so the book has been written and I'm working on the workbook for for this so that's my first this is kind of my first project in this way um, so I will put some information on my website about it and, and maybe how people can engage with it so I'm excited about that and um, I'm still preaching and I'm still speaking and listening to God. So,
0: yes, and we are so glad that you are sharing your gift and your voice with us. Um, so we want to say thank you so much for spending some time with us in the Sassy Silver Station community today. This has been, um, this has been a fruitful and enlightening conversation. Before we go, is there anything else that's on your heart, anything else that's on your mind that you would like to share with us today before we wrap up this episode? Uh,
1: so yeah, so it's about prayer. So I wanted to ask you, um. Can we pray together? And and I'm asking you that because, of course, yeah, it's important that um, we pray with people who believe in us, you know, and and care about us. And I definitely believe in you. And sometimes when you um, you need to tell God what you want out loud. I've been saying that from the beginning of the year, like this is a time where you say out loud what you want from God. And you connect with someone who, um, who also wants something from God. Because when you know how that feels, and you pray with somebody who knows how that feels, and when two or three are connected, we know what can happen. So I mean, I'm I'm happy for you. I I see your your podcast and what you got going on, and I am just rooting for you. And I am. Um, just so proud, just so proud.
0: Oh, thank yeah. you. I appreciate that so much.
1: Yeah. So um, I want you just to say what you want from God and then I'm gonna just pray for us.
0: Um. Okay. So I think in this moment, what I am desiring most from God is just more ways to use my voice. And so I'm trying to figure out exactly what my lane is, what my avenue is, And so more opportunities to use my voice and to um, perfect that craft and hone in on it a little bit more.
1: Okay, so um, we can go to God for ourselves and then I'll pray for us. So God, thank you. Thank you for this moment, this virtual, divine, this timely moment, God, that you got together before an email was sent or a text was read. God, we thank you for this moment. God, we thank you for loving us and guiding us and holding our hands when we felt afraid and scared to do what you have called us to do. God, we thank you for showing us new ways that we can be free and we can be liberated. God, we are praying for your daughter, Tyranny God, and all the things that she wants from you. We pray that you continue to empower her, God, and enlighten her, God, and and, and, and be with her as she takes one step after the other. God, we pray for those she's connected to, those who are are a part of her vision, God, but also a part of their vision. God, we pray for purpose, and we thank you for purpose, God. We pray for rest, God, and we pray that we enjoy all the wonderful things you have for us. We pray we are lifted out of situations that are harming us, and you just show us the pathways to go down. And we believe you can do it because you've done it before. So it is in your power that we pray. Amen.
0: Amen, Ashe. Thank you so much, Brittany, for praying for me and being led by the spirit to just, you know, be present and be in community and in solidarity with me in that way. I do not take it lightly. I greatly, greatly appreciate that.
1: Thank you. I'm honored to be here.
0: (laughs) Yes, and so let the people know where they can find you um, and all of those good things.
1: Okay. I'm never good at this, but um, (laughs) I'm at Brittany L. Palmer, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-I-N-I, L. Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R, on all platforms. So I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and... um, yeah i never liked doing that but i did it and
0: there you go (laughs) yes you made it you did it and you did good um all of britney's contact information will be in the show notes so if you want to check out her blog follow her on social media and see more of the wonderful work that she is doing you can check her out there and the information will be in the show notes well that's all for this week's episode of Sassy Soul Versations. If you enjoyed the show, I'm asking that you please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music, please rate us and leave a review. You can connect with the podcast on Instagram at Sassy Soul Pod. Check us out over there and be sure to save, share, and comment. If you have any questions you would like us to answer on the show, any topic suggestions, or just anything in general you would like to share with me, please feel free to send an email to sassysoulpod at tyrannyjordan.com. Again, a special shout out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. You make the work we do here at Sassy Soulversations possible. If you would like to join our Patreon community and receive access to ad-free versions of the show, please check us out over there at patreon.com. Backslash I am Tierney J. Thanks for hanging out with the Sassy Silver Station community today. Continue to be sassy, soulful, and spiritual in all the things you do. Bye. ChumbaCasino.com Live the Chumba life. No purchase
1: necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details.